This is Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast with Roscoe, the fanalist, and Southey. Oh, still getting used to that intro. Love, love it. Uh, yeah, shout out to, uh, to Fiverr for uh, hooking me up with somebody to do that. It's, uh, I think it's just at male voice talent who uh, has our new intro and outro. So thanks, man, for doing that. Uh, unfortunately, Southey could not join us today. He's feeling under the weather, but uh, to replace him, we got a big reveal here. Darty Broder, welcome. Thank you for the Ooh. invite. You know, I wasn't sure if uh, my memes were going to be too controversial this week that uh, maybe, uh, like, oh, <laughs> crap, we can't invite this guy on anymore. Eh, you know, I think it's uh, it's welcomed in this uh, current culture of the NHL. <laughs> we're, ha- <laughs> we're happy to have you. I, was say, I think it's been fun. I was gonna say, I think some of the things that I we said need- uh, recently have still been tame in comparison just to whatever the you know NHL has put out. Uh, anything that's been revealed in the past couple of weeks. Oh, exactly. I mean, we need a laugh. It's one thing to see a sign of uh, what was it, Jamie? Can I bend you over? <laughs> I saw. That. It's great. Keeps me entertained on Instagram. Um, so thank you. Hey. So uh, for all your uh, all your hockey memes, Starty Brothers, your guy. Uh, so we, we, I should say Sadie and I, we missed a couple games. We work in, uh, in film and have extremely long hours, but, uh, I caught up on some of them, but we've got Steph and Darty here to help me with the recap. So we're going to go over both the Calgary and the, uh, the Buffalo wins, uh, very different looking wins, but, uh, four points nonetheless. So, uh, we'll start off with the Calgary one, a two, one win in, uh, in overtime with a Matthews goal. So, uh, Steph, you want to start us off there? Yeah, uh, Calgary coming in hot, you know, because they had a previous loss to the Montreal Canadiens 4-2 that night. It was their seventh of, or the second of the seventh on the road. So a little bit of a mix in the lineups too, because JT was back after injury and Dermot sat, Hall was in and, you know, TJ Brody facing his old team. So that's always fun stuff too. But uh, I got to say... Toronto started off a little slow again, wasn't happy with their play in the beginning, but they finally picked it up, picked up the pace, and it was kind of like a playoff-esque type of game. I don't know. What what do you think about that, Darty? Uh, you know what? I've just I personally thought that Toronto's been looked slower this entire like start to the season. And I'm not sure what that is. Like maybe the guys are just tired, or maybe there's, there's you know, we got we're coming off a lot of injuries. But uh, a win's a win. Like at, at this point, like you know, even though it yeah. uh, it wasn't uh, a dominant performance per se, I would say it's uh, one. Isn't this? I don't. Hmm. It's it's nice to see like uh, guys. Is it pronounced Kasha? Like like he got a goal. Kasha. Right? Kasha. Kasha, there. Yeah, he got a goal this game. Yeah, he's got three three goals. Yeah, and then now, he got a goal games. a goal in the Buffalo game too. So like. It, what's going on here like that's nice to see yes yeah and i mean especially because it was a slow start for the stars and we weren't really sure what we were going to get out of guys like Kampf and bunting and kasha and all these new guys so and and richie so it's nice to see uh maybe on the nights that the the top guys are slower we can expect something out of out of kasha and and Kampf and bunting now after these two games yeah, and it was actually uh, a little bit different of game because we didn't see Markstrom and Nett either. And, you know, he's a huge frame, 6'6". Six, six. We saw Dan Vladar in Nett, who's also 6'5". And 
Markstrom was a little scary because, you know, when uh, Calgary was on their 10-game point streak, he had four shutouts. So we didn't know what to expect. <laughs> but Vladar held his own. I got to say, like, he was pretty much a brick wall. And I can see why Calgary took him for league minimum with two years remaining on that contract. And they only traded a third-round 2022 pick for the guy. So, hey, why not fill the hole? So one thing I want to mention, uh, the Leafs went down one nothing, and it was off of something that they keep doing, which is this pulling their one of their two defensemen into the offensive zone for a push, and it's caused a turnover and a two-on-one the other way. Is this working more than it's not working? Because this has been... I mean, it, it almost stands out more when it fails, because a two-on-one is obviously more obvious than some contained pressure, whether they score or not. But One second, one second. Does this play work? Did you... No, no, oh, go for it. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. Ah, uh, grandmothers. They get you. <laughs> Gotta love uh, them. No worries. Uh, but, Darty, what do you think uh, about this? Having having Riley or Sandine or Lily, whoever it is, somebody pushing into the offensive zone, but it's it's caused a couple you of know, I was watching this goal, so um, going. I've spent a lot more time on the, the Buffalo game, so I apologize. I didn't spend too much time in Calgary. Oh, no worries. I was watching that goal that kind of slipped in, the really greasy one by, um, is it Camp? And, uh, yeah. and right beside camp was, I believe it was Morgan Riley. And I'm like, what, what's he doing down there? Like, <laughs> I, I, I feel like I like that. Hey, a goal, again, a goal is a goal, but at the same time, it's like, I, I feel like our, our defense are getting a little, uh, a little too hot and heavy. Like they want to just play, you know, be a forwards here. And it's like, you know what? It's good. It's nice to see guys like, you know, want to participate and want to actual, you know, to fight for it a little bit. But when it causes situations where, you know, uh oh, uh, here, where's our defense? You know, now we're just gonna have, uh, you know, everybody uh, rush uh, whoever's in net on any given night. Like that's not gonna, that's not a good, that's not a good look either, right? So, like I grew up watching Caverly and McCabe, so that's <laughs> as soon as I see the defense too far in, I'm like, guys, unless you're gonna score 25 goals. Get the hell back in your end, please. <laughs> yeah, and the Calgary game was one of those situations where any little screw up, it that's going to be the game decider, kind of like Shillington. Uh, he was all over the ice. I saw him cartwheel once in front of his own net because he bumped into Richie's ass or something, and it was just funny. And then, but the next goal against Calgary, or uh, he gave up. It was a huge turnover in the defensive zone, which made it one-one. So it was really tight. I gotta say, lots of blocks, lots of just everything. I. I got to give credit to the defense defensemen on our team because uh, they were just throwing their bod all over. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it takes a lot to shut down. I mean, the, the top line was on a, a heater for two weeks straight, it seemed. So uh, to come into Calgary, which not a crazy defensive team to come out with a 2-1 win is uh, it's a pretty good feat on Calgary's part. Uh, so Nylander is now second behind Ovi in shots on goal. Uh, what the hell is going on with Willie? Is he uh, trying to outlive his contract? Like, yeah. what's going on, man? I was gonna say, like, uh, like there was a time where everybody just wanted, like, wanted to get rid of this guy. Everybody said, "Let get ship him oh, out yeah. of town." And then, uh, you know, now he he went from being, and I, again, we have to blame kind of Mitch Marner for this, but he went <laughs> he went from being one of the most hated Leafs on his team to being one of the most beloved. And an one thing I wrote down here is that. Uh, um, you know, I've I've been listening to this podcast, I've been listening to um, a lot of uh, like takes on the Leafs, and the one thing I know is that from every given night, every given game, 
you know, you'll hear like, oh, you know, Willie's on a heater. He's doing great. And then you'll hear, oh, he's kind of slowing down a little bit. But uh, these past two games, like he didn't he didn't score in the um, the Calgary game, but he got two assists. Like that's can we not be happy with that? Like, <laughs> yeah. And it looks like he did score, yeah. right? Because he made that huge shot. And then everyone's like, where did my points go for my Tim's pick? But uh someone else tipped it in net or I don't know what happened there but uh you know this year Willie is averaging the most shots he's ever had in his NHL career and that night against the Calgary Flames he had multiple breakaways uh, to the point where in the second intermission uh, he was asked oh what happened on that one play and he's like I don't know which one you you guys are talking about yeah. so it's always a good sign now with his contract being so nice at uh, what is it seven five or seven nine, with him playing this well, I hate to say it, just just for the point of discussion, but does this make him the biggest trade chip on the Leafs, or does this make him like absolutely untradeable? Uh, Steph, you want to start us? You know, if you would have asked me last year, uh, my answer would have been different. But this year, it's kind of like Willie just woke up, took on a leadership role on the team, and finally is playing his worth. And maybe he read what's going on on social media. I don't know what happened during the summer. But to me, this is the point where we keep Willie in his prime. We need him on that first or second line just to get the game going. Uh, he's fast. He has an excellent, excellent shot. So... I would keep him, especially at that price. And we're seeing defensemen going for almost $10 million nowadays. So why not keep him at the seven point, however million he signed for? It's one of those things where it's Sorry, where it's like, um, I was thinking about that too. And it's like, I actually, I've been thinking about this for a while now is what could we possibly get for Willie? That's gonna like make a huge difference on this team. Like, is there, is there a really hot, goaltender for the right price maybe you know like who's gonna it's like William Nylander he's when you see that he's you know he's getting two assists and he's like picking up goals and he's just out there hustling like I remember in the playoffs like he lo he was one of the most dominant players like you don't want to lose a guy like that like obviously we got Tavares we got Matthews we got Marner you know and they've got a lot on their minds so you know if no one's picking on Willie it's good to, <laughs> it's good that he's performing right because uh there's a lot of guys on this uh you know these top these the top four right they got a lot to deal with mentally right so if one of them has an off night yeah. you know we're gonna <laughs> to get rid of to get rid of willie or to say get rid of marner then you're putting the pressure on those other two and then is it really worth getting rid of any of them like we i know we have we have no cap space and we you know maybe it'd be nice to have another good d uh, d uh, defensive player or have a good uh another good tendy but um is it really worth it? Is it really worth it to get rid of William, <laughs> William Nylander? Yeah. No, the, the the mental strain is actually a really good point because if they were to trade one of these guys, they're going to get multiple pieces. Like, it wouldn't be a one-for-one -one kind of, like, line A for Dubois deal, uh, you would assume. So you're spreading out more guys in the depth, and then that top end is still just taking more pressure on because you're just spreading it out. So, yeah, that's a good point. I don't think it would really bolster anything because the only thing that's missing for them right now is is a left winger and... I don't think getting rid of a right winger is going to find you a better left winger. Yeah, and you know, Leafs Nation, we break down every little aspect that ever goes on in these guys' lives. And I don't know, I feel just personally, we're at that right spot with William Nylander. And 
we've had those times within the last four or five years where the Leafs are kind of just sick of losing and we have everything that we need to do to go far in a playoff run. So I say keep him. I don't know. There's other fixtures on the team that I would trade, but William Nylander, I think, is a keep for me. Yeah, I think at this point we've, uh, as a whole, as Leafs Nation, I hope we have moved past the trade Nylander. Plus, he's just an absolute beauty. Like, if you see it, there's, like, every time, like, he gets, like, those, like, you know, a a really nice goal, a really nice assist, or he's just out there, you know, with the boys, and they kind of close up on him. It's like, that blonde hair, it's magnificent. (laughs) (laughs) That mom. Exactly. But uh, so yeah. uh, we got a question from uh, Luke Man on Twitter. Do you think uh, Vladar was the reason the game was so tight? We seem to be in control defensively, except to one turnover. You know, it's a tough question because uh, when you look at the team's defensive stats since Daryl Sutter came to coach the team, uh, they've been top five in every single category. So. Calgary, they've tightened up a lot, and that has helped Vladar in front. And it's hard to judge his play alone because the guy after that game only has seven NHL career starts. So we had, we don't have much to work with or analyze. But like I said earlier, I think it was a great pickup, and the team just helped out the backup Tendi. Like, they did their job, you know? Fair enough. Should we move on to the Buffalo game? it's a little more uh, exciting than the Calgary yeah, game was. Before we move so, on, uh, I want to bring night. up one thing, though, guys. Oh. Sorry, sorry. I need to bring this Do up. It. Did anyone see on social media? Like, I know we're only one month into the season, but a fan has already gone out out of their way to get a tattoo of the Calgary Flames logo saying 2022 Stanley Cup champions on the back of their shin or whatever that was. I did see that. Yeah. Wow. That's... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, anyways, I just wanted to bring that out. Commitment. I don't know. I feel like they're going to be on tattoo redo like in six months or whatever. So. I think it's important to note that uh, that the, the actual script was, I believe it was like Comic Sans. So that in yeah. itself is like, you know, it's almost like they're, they're, they're joking about it. Like you have to ask your like tattoo artist to like say, like, I want that specific script. You know, I want <laughs> Did he like, go to a flea even, market? That's true. It, it is like they could have went to like, they, you know, <laughs> I'm sure like most people use like something, a derivative of like Times New Roman or something that's like nice yeah. to look, you know, like, you know, something that's very like, you know, official looking, but they use that silly script. Right. So it's like, you know, like maybe they're hoping to, you know, write over it or put, you know, something else, uh, put another image over top of that. <laughs> they it just, works. They know. Or really you zoom out and they've got a giant Edmonton Oilers back tattoo though. <laughs> Just all they should just put, you know, a little, uh... <laughs> yeah, I know, flea market esque. But I think last last year right, there was so... a tattoo uh, very similar. Um, I'm not sure if it was NHL because I've been I follow a lot of memes, obviously, because I got to find you know search through content and see you know what uh, what gets the likes. I just remember seeing one where it was already crossed out, so someone had done a tattoo like that, and they crossed out the year and they put another year. <laughs> oh god, you might as well just like. Even just do like 20 and then blank and leave it open for whenever you think your team's going to do well. And then Sharpie it in. I think Keep for the least we're going to start with a 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. 20, at least 21. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Buffalo game. Uh, opened with the silliest goal I've seen the Leafs score all season. I was watching a repack, recap of the game. I didn't think when the clip started that it was going to be a goal. Uh, but Koff squeaks one in under Hag, I think. <laughs> 
Yeah. The hell happened there? This was yeah, I literally... wrote that down. Like what? W? I wrote WTF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote. How the fuck did that go in? So. <laughs> yeah. Because I think it stood out because the Leafs don't get these kind of goals, and this is something that we make a note of. Is like we don't get dirty goals. We don't get these cheap ones in front of the net, like things that are reviewable. I mean, well, besides Nylander's kick the other night, uh, but really, it's it's they get a good shot or it doesn't go in. So I mean. I, in a way, it's nice to see. What do you guys think? Yeah, the Leafs are never gifted anything, right? We have to do everything the hard way. So I was so happy to see that go in. That was just the cherry on top. And that kind of gives Joseph Wall a little bit of confidence, right? First NHL career yeah. game starting in the same building that he happened to be drafted in. And I got to give uh, props to Keith too, because he did give uh, Wall's family a notice, like a heads up. Oh, you're going to be playing your first time in five years. So he had his family down in the stadium, loved it, pat him on the back for that. But uh, yeah, it started off great. I thought things were going to be just going uphill for the Leafs, especially, you know, what did we just watch there? But oh my God, it was so back and forth. <laughs> Yeah, right away, uh, Wall kind of showed his age and, and experience on a really wild rebound around the back of the net. And uh, party in the USA, <laughs> Jeff Skinner put oh. it in. Oh. What is with that with that goal uh, song? Okay, so I, I looked it up because um, I was when I was watching the replay, my girlfriend's like, is the Buffalo Sabres goal song party in the USA? I'm like, it can't be. There's no way. So I looked up on their Twitter. Apparently, they all picked their own individual mm. songs this year. So there's a playlist on Spotify you can follow with all of them. And they have them all matched to players. So Jeff Skinner picked Miley Cyrus's Party in the USA as his goal song this year. Nice. Well, he needed hey, you know that what? because like, he like hasn't been partying the in the USA the very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not been partying, that's for exactly. sure. Exactly, especially after that huge contract he signed, coming off a 40-goal season, and then he just absolutely collapsed the next year. So, yeah, he needs to hear that song a lot more this year to get someone to like him. Uh, yeah, Darty, what do you got here for... Uh, you know what? I used to... Couple... I used to go go to work, and, and there was this guy who was always crusty, and if you asked him how he was doing, he'd say, you know what? It's a party. <laughs> and that's how I feel about things in Buffalo right now. You know, that's it's a freaking party, all right? Like it's so much is so much greasy stuff has been going on that uh you know what? They need something to look forward to. Um that goal particularly, that's the kind of goal I really want Toronto to have like all the time. Those are the kind of goals that Buffalo uh, not, not Buffalo, another big B team, Boston always scores on us. Just that bat, right but you know, hits the boards, rebound, what the hell happened? You know, now they're up up by one, and I would love for Toronto to have more of those goals. Also, that first goal, that's a goal that's always scored on us, so it's really nice to see yeah. that yeah. we finally get one of those, like, 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 how in the heck did that happen? As I said, we, I mentioned earlier in the pod um, that it was a you know, camp, and I saw Engvall up there, and, uh, you know, Riley as well, but, uh, hey, a goal's a goal, right? It was sloppy, but we're going to, you know, if we didn't ha if we didn't get that goal, like, that's a 4-4 game, right? Like, and to lose to Buffalo, considering uh, how how awful things have been for them, uh, they've, they've been doing well this year, but still, like, just in the news, just things, you know, no, nobody, nobody wants to lose to Buffalo. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no one ever wants to. And, I mean, as well as they started, they've kind of 
come back to reality a bit. Um, I, uh, I mean, I didn't get to watch the full game. So how were uh, Krebs and um, the Tuck. other one who came in? Tuck. Yeah. Are they? How are they doing? A factor at all on this team? You should ask uh, Owen Power because he knows a lot more Krebs uh, lately than your boy Skinner or someone on the team. You know, Owen Power oh, and no, is he? Krebs have been playing on, I believe, the Rochester AHL franchise, and they've been Ooh. killing it. So Buffalo, I think they have a lot of good to come to the organization uh, after, you know, whatever happened, as you said. But, uh, yeah, Tuck, he's still going to be out for a couple months, I think. So. Does he need surgery? Is that right? Uh, Tuck's in. Yeah, he's in. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Uh, it was surgery for surgery, right? They were... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, speaking of, Eichel successfully got his surgery on, uh, I think it was Friday. Yes. So uh, he's on the road to recovery, looking like maybe three, three to four months. So we'll and he got his surgery. You know, he got the one that he wanted. I'm hoping. I, I... <laughs> he got his, yes. his artificial yeah. disc. Yep. After all the, uh, the fighting with Buffalo, Vegas let him do what he wanted. So yeah. Good for Jack. Uh, then Bunting, the other side. Oh, sorry, no, Cash Money got his one first. So, uh, Andre Kasha stepping in and completely whiffs on the first shot, but <laughs> doesn't matter because the, the second one goes I'm glad in. you said whiffs. That's exactly what I wrote down. I was like, what a whiff. Like, that is another goal. That how, like, usually we just get robbed. Usually, like, some, if something like that happens, that's the other team ends up scoring on us. Like, that's, <laughs> we fail at that kind of goal, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, damn. <laughs> Yeah, some third line guy just oh oh and he what how did he but it was our third line guy this time. Hey, we'll so, uh, call it a pump fake, just like how the Leafs <laughs> social media team sure. has has been doing all day long, and just give him the credit, you know. But uh, third one in a row for Kasha, third game in a row scoring, so nothing but up for this guy. Especially he played on the first line. Yet last night with Matthews and uh, Nylander. So a lot of lineup changes. Everything looked pretty weird. Simmons was out. Uh, Sandine was out. So we didn't see that coming, right? And I'm glad it worked. Yeah, I, thought I saw Matthews up there with him. So that's like, you know, I was, uh, you know, they're doing, they're doing, uh, they're switching it up. It's nice to see that they're trying to see what'll work with this, uh, you know, with the players, trying to get them to, I guess that will motivate them, right? It's something new. Yeah, somebody who really needed motivation and got it off his goal. Uh, Michael Bunting yes. scores off of a rebound from Muzzin, and he just, like, looks up, and it was like that look of, oh, fucking finally. <laughs> <laughs> I needed that so bad. Yeah. And also, if he missed it, he would have been pissed because it was a wide-open net. But, hey, Bunting's back on the board. Yeah, Bunting moves down to the fourth line with Spezza and Semanov, however you say his name. And it was one of those similar similar situations where you talked about uh, Darty with the uh, the rebound and back in. It was on the opposite side of the net this time, which was nice. And when he was, a when he was asked about it later on, it was... He was just like, I don't care where I play, the first line, second line, fourth line, and we need those attitudes to go far in this organization. So I was so happy for him. Oh, my God. Just his face illustrated it all. It's like, obviously, that comment about... No, no, continue, continue. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Darren. No, no, I, I, you go, you, you're the man. You go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that comment about being able to play anywhere in the lineup uh, low-key feels like a slight to uh, Ilya Mikheyev, who, like wants to get traded based on his ice time so he's like hey i'm just happy to play here guys like put me wherever you want <laughs> just 
you know, when Mikheyev comes back, just remember I said that. He needs to finish first, okay? <laughs> he needs to finish a couple of times and prove himself before he makes any decisions here. I know he was good old soup back then, but we have a new soup in town, and he is elite. Hey. So I don't know where Mikheyev's looking at when he comes back, because I wouldn't have guessed Simmons to sit. If anything, I would have guessed maybe Spezza to give him the night off last night after a back-to-back, but... Hey, Keith is not afraid to move around the lines, and it shows. Yeah, but that's what we were all hoping. Sorry, no, no, that was, but that was what we were all hoping for when they got rid of Abs. Was that they actually would have a little bit of creativity with the lines, um, because uh, obviously the way that our uh, our team is constructed, uh, we've got the uh, the rich uh, barons at the top, and then the lowly serfs at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> so when you hear, hear guys like uh, you know Kasha and Bunting, and you know. Um, they all want to, they're all fighting to just want to play. They want that time. Cause there's no way you can you do the tough love thing with the top four anymore and like take away time from them as a consequence. It's just, you know, that, you know, we, I didn't fully watch the, uh, what is it? All or nothing or all for nothing as, a, as I want to call it, but, all for nothing, but you know, yeah. you don't want to, you know, we're talking about the mental game, right? You don't want to start playing, you know, crazy, uh, make a list of, uh, who uh, who sucks the most on this team? And then uh, <laughs> you know we don't want to play those kind of mind yeah. games with the the top four guys anymore because like you know they know that they're you know they they know that that you know I want to use some choice words here. I know this is a a, <laughs> a polite uh, podcast, but you know they know that they got yeah. the right stuff. They don't need to be uh, fooled around with mentally anymore. So um, if those guys at the bottom would just you know they take their minutes and they they really just work. And work hard then who's gonna really complain right mm -hmm. yeah and i mean they know the money they make they're in toronto the media gives them enough like they don't need to hear from the coach like hey you guys need to score no shit we need to score like thanks <laughs> so it, yeah it's nice that you know unlike babs keeps willing to uh, move people in and out of the lineup scratch people if he has to bump marner down to the second line move spezza up play Jason Spezza at yeah. all. I know. Oh, oh, that first that first game with Spezza just still makes me so angry that he benched him when his whole family was there. I was just going to say that. Anyway. His whole family was there. Come on. And he's making his least debut. And that's the thing. It's right. Like, the, all the moves that keeps keeps making are just, uh, they seem less, like, manipulative and mean-spirited and more like, we're just trying to win. And, you know, it's yeah. not to hurt you. It's not to say, like, oh, you're, you know, there's a consequence for your actions. More like, we're, we're here to win. And uh, we're going to try something different. And if it doesn't work tonight, we're going to do something. We're going to try something different tomorrow night. Yeah, I can respect that. Um, so Muzzin and Hall are not good together. Can we stop putting them together <laughs> to bring it back to the game here? Because, uh, oh, my God. Like, mm, so about, we, he moves the lineups around i like the top line moves the bottom line moves have been okay like the defense but i don't know where justin hall fits on this defensive lineup because it doesn't matter where we put him i find it doesn't make his partner good because jake muzzin plays well with tj brody jake muzzin plays well with who else we put him with uh didn't he play with lilligren one night but oh my god when him and hall are together they're awful muzzin with another giveaway costing them a goal yeah I don't know what's up with that. And it, we're carrying it on from last season, right? Where they were paired together. They had success. So much success that the Leafs protected 
J- Justin Hall in the Seattle expansion mm. draft. I know I have to bring that up yeah. again, but uh, it give me Jared McCann. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on this year. I they could look a little flat-footed. I gotta say, during the Calgary game, I liked their body positioning. They were making a lot of blocks. They were they were there, but then last night the Leafs kind of let it go again and kind of sat on their heels and. I don't know. Like, I was getting nervous by the end of it. And we were 4-4 at one point. I'm like, come on, guys. This is Buffalo. But, yeah. I don't know. I can rant forever about my rage for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Muzzin with the giveaway to Thompson. And then Dermot with the giveaway to Rasmus Asplund. While he's on the ground, he still couldn't get the puck back from him. And Asplund centers it out. And I mean, he's on my team, so I don't really care. Are we, are we even surprised by uh, it, the giveaway by Dermot, though? Like, I don't think this is this no. is not his no. year. This has not been his year. No. And on the contrary, it's been Lilligren and Sandine's year, which is bad for him even more because they're, ugh. yeah, Dermot and Hall are getting pushed out of this lineup real quick. I did not expect to see it happen this fast. Like, Lil- Sandine and Lilligren, I thought were still going to be developing and kind of in and out of the lineup, but wow. Sandine is dancing around people in the defensive zone. He's responsible. Lilligren the same. It's just... Oh, looking more and more like one of those two guys between Hull and uh, Dermot's getting traded in the next couple of weeks. I thought the news would have came out already, honestly, after the trade rumors. Yeah, I, same. I've been waiting every day, like, what is going on? And then Dermot sits for a couple. Hall is back. So I'm like, what? I don't know. It's I don't know what moves Dubis is looking to make, but... Yeah, and then I saw another rumor about Riley Smith. I don't know if that's true or not from Vegas. Uh, oh, yeah, really? But I don't know if people are just making up things at this point in Leafs Nation, but, well, time will tell. Uh, what did we think of uh, Joseph Wall losing his stick and grabbing Marner's stick to try to make a save? <laughs> mm, poor guy. Buddy. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah. You know, it... He had a rough night. Yeah, and he was scrambling. It was one of those panic situations. He just grabbed anything that was in front of him. Unfortunately, his stick was way back of the net. And yeah, he lost his focus. Looked down, looked up, looked down. Oh, puck is in the back of the net. So yeah, that was unfortunate. <laughs> is this just the year of stick games? Like uh, we've seen a lot of, uh, you know, people grabbing each other's sticks and tossing them or handing them back. These, uh, you know... <laughs> I had a running total for a couple of games of like Leafs versus goalies without sticks, and they're at four nothing right now for the goalie without the stick. It's like, oh, goalie doesn't have a stick. The Leafs are oh, and they lost it. It's back to the other end. He's got a stick back. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh man. So in the dying seconds, as everybody prepares for overtime, fresh off his new contract, Morgan Riley with the snipe Ooh. show. That was nice. This is exactly what I've been talking about all season long on the podcast. Leafs need that blue line presence. They need that shot from the anchor and someone to tip in front. And we saw it from the John Tavares power play goal the previous two games or whatever it was. And then Riley or Riley. Oh, my God. It's just I know he can do it. And same with Sandine. But it was so nice. It was the perfect moment. Yeah, I know. I tweeted a lot about it on Twitter. Actually, I missed the JT goal with JT scoring the most JT goal ever for his hundredth as a Leaf with a tip in in front of the net. Out of boy, yeah, Capitano, beauty. 
It happens. All right. So welcome back. We're talking about the power play. The power play is finally shaping up after a really slow start for everybody all around. We're top 10. Woohoo. Instead of bottom 10. <laughs> it's always nice to see, you know, not being bottom 10 and what should be the easiest goal for any team to, to <laughs> like, I don't know how we have such amazing players that our power play was ever in question, but, uh, yeah, you think when you pull someone off the ice and you have $40 million on the ice that you should be able to score every time. But whenever they were getting them in the first couple of games, you see, like, tied for 19th in the league. You're like, what is happening? That is the Guys. most infuriating thing to see as a Leafs fan, all right? That's from the guy on the street to, you know, upper management to someone running a very successful Yahoo fantasy pool is, what the heck? Why aren't we getting these These are free goals? They, they should be easy. They should just put the puck in the net. You, they've, they've, it's 5 of 4. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I drafted Matthews with my first pick this year, and uh, I'm still waiting for him to carry my team because right now he's just a guy scoring a couple goals on my team. And as a uh, another mm. successful fantasy league owner, I purposely did not draft <laughs> any Leafs in any of my five leagues except for ja Jack Campbell. So because they're so hot and cold, Leafs go on these bad streaks and then out of the out of the blue it's like okay it's finally working but yeah johnny with the first pick matthews uh even last year i had sixth pick it's like the first three are kind of set and then it's just like i have no idea <laughs> yeah so i don't know i figured i'd just give the homer a, a shot but that's okay still waiting yeah. now you're actually first in our league which is new for once because usually you're bottom six sorry johnny but <laughs> yeah yeah something's working right <laughs> so that's good yeah my team's pulling through for me this year can't complain um but not only is my team pulling through the leafs did so that's uh that kind of ends off our recap of both the friday and saturday games that's buffalo and calgary four points coming out of there uh steph you have a note here from a yeah, Maple Leafs fan. he reached out to me on Twitter, and uh, I totally agree with this comment. It's uh, pretty much saying that Marner and Muzzin, at the end of the game, went through the trouble of getting the game puck for Wall, and we were both so happy to see this because, you know, throughout the game, we saw his mom in the stands just experiencing that Leafs anxiety that comes with, you know, having a boy play on the team, and this huge selly after with the win, especially with 11 seconds left, 5-4, oh my god, but... So happy to see the team there for him, play for him, even though some goals were, eh, but yeah, it's, it's great. Makes them a better team. And especially when they think of others. 100%. Is this like the battle of the most unknown uh, goaltenders though? <laughs> when I was for all, all year, every, every game I tune into, I'm like, I don't know who either of these goalies yeah. are. And they always have career years or career games against the Leafs for some reason, right? Even the rookies. <laughs> Like, I don't know the last time I saw number 60 as, uh, like, on the ice. Like, I, <laughs> I was, like, looking at the, I was, like, you know, good, good, good pick there. Good pick there, kid. It's a pretty rare number. That's the other thing. That's, that's true. It's, like, I see a number and I'm, like, who has that one? I'm going to look at it. Oh, I don't know who this guy is. It's, like, that when we played uh, Guess Who Arizona's Goalie is tonight <laughs> on one of our episodes. And it's, like, I don't know you who literally that guy is. I just assumed it's always anti-Ranta. Oh, I I know it's not, but just in my head, I just assume just because that name is so cool to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He actually. He's I didn't on, know if he's what is he, Carolina. Phoenix, he got by the way, I just like the other night by uh, 
Oh no, he oh he plays and he plays way too far out of the net and got completely bulldozed on. Uh, there were two guys. I think they're, what were they playing? Florida and uh, I, I want to say it was Lomberg. Yes, was bolting down the ice for the puck and Ranta played out past the circles to try to get it while these two guys are racing for it and just got completely demolished. And they threw the guy out of the game for hitting Ranta when he was like past the face-off circles. It's insane. Yeah. It's totally. Yeah, I, I only caught that briefly, but it looked really looked really brutal. And uh yeah, it's kind of kind of greasy there. Just, you know, he, you know, he made a choice, you know. He he knew what he was doing. He knew exactly that what he was, was doing. That was a choice. I've done that before. It's like playing when, soccer, you know, you run out and you're like, mm, I might get hit doing this, but he'll he'll get yeah. called. Tendies Tendies get a lot of leeway, right? That look at Leonard always uh, popping the the net off. Just uh, <laughs> oh oh, it <laughs> wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like when they were playing Vegas, he got his shoulder up in there and just oh, I don't like this play. It just pops it up. Sorry oh, guys. Sorry, <laughs> sorry guys. Did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who is that? Oh, I'll never forget that that clip. I think it was a, a world tournament or something where um, it was like Team Austria's goalie or something. They run a, there was a breakaway coming at him. It was a two one zero, and he just turned and threw the net off. He's <laughs> like, I'd rather face one of you in a breakaway than two yeah. of you. <laughs> wow. Uh, so uh, just quick Leafs news: the dress code was reinstated. Steph, what the hell? I, I that. saw this on Twitter and Instagram. I don't know if it's real, but apparently someone wore a t-shirt to a game and it wasn't as per the business casual new rule. So Dubis reversed the decision. I don't know. I don't know what the real news is because I can't find a legit article. But yeah, I don't know. Did you hear anything about this, uh, Darty? Uh, your guess is as good as mine, but at the same time, uh, it's. I feel like it's better when these things are left to the imagination because then we have to play the game of. So, what were they wearing particularly that got, that got them? In, you know, to you know, you know, you know, back in elementary school when they're like, you know, what we're banning Yu-Gi-Oh cards or we're banning Magic: The <laughs> Gathering because like there's just too much. You know, you know, you broke the rules and that's it. You push the boundaries and. Uh, it's like, did this Austin Matthews just, you know, he, did he come to class in those cookie monster pajamas? And <laughs> was he wearing spaghetti straps? Like, what, like, what, like, what was it that like, really, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I have it here. Uh, Toronto reportedly reinstates dress code restrictions after boundaries pushed too far. So like you said, it's just kind of reported on Twitter, but it says, um, uh, Jack Hahn, no more business casual for Toronto. Someone stepped over the line and ruined it for everyone. Back to suits. According to Hahn, it was GM Kyle Dubas who reinstated restrictions after someone showed up to the rink a little too relaxed. <laughs> I found this out a few days ago and forgot because it's a stupid thing to get worked up over. Then I saw on Sportsnet intermission and remembered someone wore a t-shirt to the rink. GM canceled the experiment. Okay. Wow. So... Just had to ruin it for everybody. And they I like how they say someone. So who do who we do, think is suspect number? Who do we think who did? Done it? There it is. T uh, knew where I was going. Yeah. Who, who do we think Definitely did it? Definitely not Spezza because he still wears a suit every day to the game. So it's either Marner or Matthews. That's what the rumor is. And mm -hmm. they say it was his Mickey Mouse t-shirt that he wore last year to the ring. But uh, yeah. It's got to be one of those guys. I know John Cherry was saying on his podcast, Matthews looks like he's going to a friendly barbecue every time and just absolutely shitting on him. So, yeah, who knows, right? 
I guess that's why there's no for real article out there, but yeah. So I saw this one meme. So I, I, I curate a lot of memes, right? I do make them, but also like I'm very lazy. So I'll find them from sources and I'll just repost them because I know what the people like. <laughs> and I saw this one that I think I posted a oh, while shame. back, but you know, if it's a good meme, it comes up every now and then. And yeah. It had something to do with Phil Kessel and they like replaced a bunch of things that he was, you know, the one where he's like, he's holding the puck and he's like all, you know, like giving that classic greasy Phil Kessel look. Well, they changed oh, it yeah. so that the shirt that he was wearing says Harry Potter. Right? So I, I don't know. Like I, I you know, it's, I can't explain a meme because obviously it ruins it. But every time I see that T-shirt, I'm like, that's pro- that's, that's what I imagine that shirt. Like whatever there, like just something that's like, who, who the heck? Like you know, it's like the Zach Galifianakis like three wolf <laughs> T-shirt. You <know>? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm oh. always going to be thinking of Marner wearing a Mickey Mouse T-shirt. <laughs> it's just gonna be a thing now. Yeah, and they're all gonna roast him for it for the rest of the yeah. year. It's like, especially Justin Bieber. How many will times roast him for it? It's like, dude, I almost got, I almost got so many sponsorships with you guys, and you screwed. He doesn't have to worry me. now because now he has a uh, Bieber balls with Tim Hortons. So, <laughs> yeah, oh the new Tim I got in is... trouble for saying that in elementary school. Okay. I, okay. <laughs> I, I had a I had a family friend refer to them as Beaver balls once, and I was like, that's kind of funny. And I repeated that, and they're like. Here's the thing. I wasn't thinking something perverted in my head. I just thought, oh, beaver and balls. Not balls as in, you know, just because they're a ball. <laughs> and, and then a teacher, I repeated that. A teacher is like, that's disgusting. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> so, you know, be, uh, you know, these beaver bits or beaver balls or whatever. Like, it's just, it's, it's just all kinds of <laughs> asking for trouble. It is. Tim Beebs. That's yep. what it is. Tim, even that sounds stupid, though. Tim Beebs. <laughs> Why wouldn't he team up with Beaver Tails and do Beaver Tails? That's a good idea. <laughs> also asking for trouble with innuendos. Yeah, hey, Beaver Balls sticks, so it's going to be Beaver Balls for me. I don't know. Not a fan, but... <laughs> There's been some new flavors. Like, you know, I went to Timmy's today. I've been I've been binging on Tim Hortons uh, for the past two weeks now. And... Uh, Every single time I get, you know, I just like, I ask for the, the Timbits and they just, I just throw them in, whatever you got to throw them in. And yeah. there's been some interesting flavors. Like it's not just the usual, you know, old fashioned plain bit, uh, you know, chocolate glazed or chocolate, whatever. It's, they've got some cool ones in there now. Nice. You're getting the hockey cards from time? I was, I was going to say, so I, I got a pack. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got a is. pack. And we were, were we talking about Markstrom today? Yeah. Because look who I got. Nice. I got Markstrom. Very nice. So he was, Ooh, he's actually buddy. here. That's why he wasn't playing. There you go. That makes sense. Ah, uh, fair enough. Matt. I got, uh, I got Vasilevsky on one of the, uh, it's kind of like the canvas edition. So it's like all paper. It's kind of cool. Yes. Oh, I got McKinnon. Haven't pulled any leaves I got yet. McKinnon on the canvas. I don't oh, know nice. if that's any more valuable. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if the McDonald's and Tim's cards are even worth anything. But yeah. Like, okay. I'm not buying hockey Speaking cards Tim's, anyway. I've also been splurging because I made my seven day prediction on the NHL hockey challenge. So that was awesome. Getting my savage of a extra large black coffee every day was nice. But uh, yeah, this it's been hard picking... This is like the week of winning for you. Winner's going to win, you know, like just, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, 
You wanna you wanna announce what else? Analyst on a Oh yeah, um, my partner actually won Leafs tickets yesterday on Seat Seat Chef. So woo woo, pretty much. Um, there's a Facebook group called Seat Chef, and there's 30 slots, and you buy a slot with the number, and it was like 12 bucks a slot, and pretty much they draw the 10th number which wins the Leafs tickets and it's like bingo balls dropping it's like a live event and we spent I don't know money on three picks so it cost us like less than 50 bucks to get the Leafs tickets it worked out perfectly so highly recommend if you're in the GTA area check them out cool cool love it I on the other hand live in Ottawa so when the Leafs come to town it's just all right Leaf fans Everybody, grab your jerseys. Let's take over the Canadian Tire Center. How much are the tickets there? Yeah. How much is it like for a... the? It's kind of weird because they have different sections in the top. Like there's the Coca-Cola fan section and like the McDonald's fan section, all that. You can get those ones for like, I think they're about My 30 God. bucks. But I mean, if you want to get like decent ones, um, like I've spent, it was like a hundred to be in the like 120s so it's really not much compared to just this hearing three and a zero and not three zero zero yeah like i have to sell my kidney to get leafs tickets right like so (laughs) yeah i have to sell my kidney to get to this the canadian tire center because it's like half an hour away from ottawa but (laughs) um no the the tickets i'll be spending more on beer than those tickets like two beers is gonna cost me at least 40 45 bucks so yeah yeah, we just have really stupid, like, there's no parking. Well, there is parking, but you have to pay for it because it's only a parking lot. There's nothing else there. So, mm. eh, our stadium sucks. But the funny thing is I drive by it all the time for work. And over the years I've been in Ottawa, I've seen the outside of it change. And it's very reflective of the current state of the sense because I remember they used to have, like, all these banners of, like, you know, it was uh, Matt Duchesne and Eric Carlson and all these, and Zubanejad and all these guys. And then all, you know, the banners start changing out to, you know, now it's, um, uh, who did they have? It was, like, Kyle Turris and uh, a couple other guys. And now there's no. just no banners. They're like, fuck it. Let's just, we got to wait a while until this team settles before we start putting no banners up again. That was a bad idea. Yeah. All, yeah, Mark, St- all the guys that got caught in the Uber, basically, <laughs> were all just bannered across the Canadian Tire Center for the highway to see. Yes. Oh, the good old days. Wow. That's like one of my favorite stories ever from the NHL, just comedically, is that a whole first line got caught in an Uber <laughs> trashing the rest of the team. Yeah. Oh, the Senators. The Senators, they, they're storied past, right? Like, they're... You know, growing up, seeing them with, uh, was it, was it Heatley and Alfredson and, uh, is it Spezza too? Yeah. Oh, that's, it's so weird to say and that. And Chara. Sh- oh, how did they not win? Like, how did they just like, those are, those are names that, you know, they ring when you say them. You know? Like the <laughs> Including Spezza, who's still playing. Well, they made it. Didn't they make it to the finals one year with that team? If I'm not mistaken. Like, I know that they beat the, the last time. The Leafs made it to the second round of the playoffs. I think they lost to mm-hmm. Ottawa in 2004. It feels like when dinosaurs. Jason Spezza was playing for Ottawa last time the Sens knocked the Leafs out of their last second round of playoffs. Wow. Like, that's insane. <laughs> well, Leafs, uh, it's the same uh, thing. Like these big names 
ring when you say Tavares, Matthews, Marner, Riley, Nylander, and we don't want to be in that same scenario as the Sens who just couldn't pull it through. So hopefully they come together and click on all levels and we can get there. Yeah, hopefully it's more like uh, when I was growing up and seeing the Le Cavalier, Richard, St. Louis, Tampa Bay Lightning, who were basically led by three yeah. people. And uh, what do they have? Nikolai Habibulin was in net and um, Pavel Kubina on defense. And that was basically the, uh, the same thing as like Campbell Riley and the top four. Those guys just carried that team all the way to a cup. And uh, that's what I'm hoping the Leafs can can model themselves after is that... Uh, I'm going to say 04, 05? No, that was the lockout. It was 03, 04. I think it was 03, 04. Yeah, whenever yeah 03, 04. Yeah. I have uh, autographs from those three Ooh, from that year. That was a big year. I, I, see, I, still, I see a guy at the gym wearing a, a Vincent LeCavalier, like, like shirt that he got out of a, out of a, what the, what the heck now, cereal box. Like, <laughs> like I don't think it was oh, Fruit Loops. It was one of those Frosted Flakes. I just, I, you could see it had Vinny LeCavalier on the back and then like on the, on the shoulder had uh, like Frosted Flakes or something. And I was like, how does that shirt still fit you? <laughs> Amazing. It, it's crazy. Like we grew up seeing these trios of Canadian stars, but they were never on the Leafs. We had a, a Swede with a USSR born Kazakhstan and uh wherever Antropov or I don't know. I think Antropov was from Kazakhstan and Ponikarovsky was from like Czech Republic or something. Those are, those are beauty then, names though. I just like, those are names. I, I just remember right? it's like so strongly, like, like, you, you know what, if I was like in a daze and someone asked me who was on the Leafs, I would just say those names anyways, just because they sound like, like current Leafs. Oh, Ponikarovsky, say it right there. Boom. Antropov, Nick Antropov. Like just oh, yeah. like, you know, if I was waking up out of a coma, I would just know those names, you know, yeah. even like, you know, Sandine, Sandine, there you go. Right. Like, they knew. Yeah. They knew when they when <laughs> Ty Domi. Oh, Ty Domi. You, well, yeah, and I guess my point is that it's it's nice to see that now they've got a lot of hometown guys. Not that it's like it really matters who plays for your team, but like you know, seeing a Canadian lineup on the Leafs instead of you know something that's international is is kind of cool for a change. <laughs> instead of seeing the Canadians win on other teams, oh, no, of course. Say. Yeah. Something worse than seeing a bunch of Canadians pass the cup around for, uh, you know, Arizona or something. Oh, it just or... hurts. It just hurts every time you that. <laughs> yeah. Having uh, a parade on jet skis. I, uh, I actually saw, um, I don't know if you guys know the band uh, Protest the Hero. I saw them here in Ottawa and their singer went off on a huge rant just about Gary Bettman and how he's like, why are there so many desert hockey teams and there's only one up here in Toronto and one in Quebec? And why, why? I am not going to watch a bunch of Canadians in L.A. and in Anaheim and in San Jose and in Arizona pass the Stanley Cup around because they won't come and play up here because they don't want to be in the news. <laughs> like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. They, they like being low profile. but We need whatever. those other teams in the States so we can go to the States and actually afford tickets. Yeah, I was reading something about uh, Panthers uh, tickets, like, you know, to, again, like only only like 20 bucks or something, and you're going to have a good time, like a really good time. <laughs> Not that you want to see the Panthers, but, hey, but yeah. well, now you would actually. Okay, so okay, talk to me maybe five years ago, and you'd be like, oh, Panthers. But now it's like, the, you're, on, you're on a roll, right? Yeah. Roll. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I went to a Panthers-Leafs game. It was three years ago, when three, four years ago, the Panthers were shit. 
And there was all Leaf fans there. It was great. It was 20 bucks. Awesome. Four Happened course to be meal. In Florida. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we're going a bit over, but um, instead of doing like a full prediction of the rest of the league, let's just look at the Atlantic Division because, I mean, it's a Leafs podcast. How much of this do we think of the Atlantic Division standings is actually going to hold? Because, I mean, we've got Panthers are in first uh, with, who? where's the points here? 23, Leafs are two points behind them, then the Red Wings and Lightning. Those are your playoff yeah. four. Uh, with the Sens, Montreal, Buffalo, and Boston in the bottom four. How likely do we, like, are the Red Wings going to keep this up? Or, like... Like, what's going to change here? I'm not surprised about Detroit. I know it seems surprising, but if you look at their offseason pickups, like you have Ned in goal, you have Lucas Raymond playing on the top line with Bertuzzi and uh, Larkin. He already has uh, 15 points on the season, four power play points. Like, they are on fire. So I think it continues, honestly, for the Detroit Red, Red Wings. <laughs> They have a minus four differential, though. Like, they, they're they the only ones besides the Canadians and Sens in that whole division that have a negative goals for, goals against. Like, that says something. I mean, granted, one of their players doesn't get to score in any games in Canada, so that kind of affects their goal differential. A yeah. Bit. But, I mean, I, I, I think if any of the four of them, between the Panthers, Leafs, and Lightning... It's going to be the Red Wings that don't maintain this top four. Like, the Bruins have to be fighting for something mm -hmm. here, right? Yeah. Like, as old as the, those guys are getting, it's not the end of the line for Marshawn and Bergeron and, uh, and Pasternak. Yeah, and I think it also says something, though, about Detroit. They, they beat Edmonton uh, on the 9, so just five days ago, 4-2. to two. Like, no one saw that coming. Boston started real slow, like... If anyone knows me on a personal level, they know that I'm not a Boston fan. And for some reason this year, I know it's a given, right? But no, no way. way. You're a Boston fan? Can we just like, get that out of the room that nobody in this is? <laughs> no one nobody is a Boston, Boston fan. Wait, who, but who? going to my point, in my fantasy draft, I somehow... <laughs> like just checking to make sure I didn't have any Boston <laughs> stuff behind me I forgot about. But nope, don't so actually. So with that being said... Somehow I drafted David Pasternak first overall with my ninth I would think I was ninth this year and I was oh it hurt so bad to take him and then I happened to get the Bergeron stack going so I was like okay but people in fantasy they were going nuts about him because he wasn't scoring the first six or eight games the they were com completely cold they literally switched the perfection line put pasta on the second line left Martian and Bergeron on the first line and all of a sudden, Bergeron scores four goals one night, and now they're absolutely on fire. So, I don't know. The league's been really weird to start the season, to say the least, anyways. And, yeah, I I don't know. I think Boston will be going up, though, and maybe taking Detroit's spot, but time will tell. Allmark's been pulling through for them, though. Well, there's still three or four games behind yeah, the Leafs, I too, mean, right? So, they gotta... They are, Yeah. The, the Lightning are, too. The Leafs are ahead of everybody, because for some reason, scheduling always makes the Leafs play mm -hmm. ahead of everyone. I feel like we always have more games. 
the Sens and Canadians aren't coming back from this. They will never financially recover from this. <laughs> just, to, no. just to bring, uh, you know, because that was a really sick costume. Thank that the you. Had, okay. Thank so. you. <laughs> Damn, Carol Baskin. I think she just got to them all and, yeah. I don't know. Montreal is just going downhill. Like, good on Price for releasing that statement and so much respect for the guy, but... What I don't know what's going on with the Montreal Canadiens and Ottawa is kind of, you know, it was expected, especially since they had nine players in COVID protocol last week. So they canceled Drake Batherson just yeah. put back on, COVID and they canceled three practices. Like they, it's kind of like the Vancouver Connect situation last year where they got screwed with with COVID. But I think they rebound in comparison to Montreal. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Price can score goals, and uh, that's been Montreal's problem more than it's been stopping them. Like, Jake Allen, they, like, they still have a goalie. Mm -hmm. It's not like they've been playing their fourth-string guy. So, I don't know what Montreal's going to do, because, man, Dvorak is not uh, going to score for everybody, and I don't think that was the expectation. Did somebody uh, mention the Canucks, Damn. by the way? Because... Uh... They're also, uh, you know, just to, I know we're talking about Atlantic, but let's move Pacific for a second and let's oh, yeah. talk about how crap they're doing as well. <laughs> just <laughs> no, no kidding. What the yeah. hell? Like, I was actually thinking about this before the show. I wanted to talk about like Pedersen and Hughes signed these huge deals and everyone's like, all right, I drafted Pedersen with my first pick last year. I was an 11th <laughs> pick and he, I mean, they didn't, I think he played yeah. 10 games last year and didn't score. Um, what the hell do they do? Yeah, even uh, last night they were up two nothing against the Vegas Golden Knights, and then I checked the score again, and it was like seven five or whatever it was. And then a uh, person in our fantasy Whoa. team today uh, messaged the group and was like, "Hey guys, uh, I'm looking to trade Demko, so if any offers out there." So are the fucking Vancouver yeah. Canucks. <laughs> hey, he's been the best player for them. Oh man, you gotta admit, like Demko's been standing on his head for this team. You can only ask a goaltender so much, right? Like, yeah. That's fair, but, like, that's what you've got Oliver Ekman Larson and Quinn Hughes for. Like, come on. Like, oh, what is this team going to do? And it's not like, like, I mean, the Jets are doing well, but, like, Calgary's not doing much better than, than the Canucks are. I mean, like, they're on a three-game losing streak right now. They were uh, starting the season well, but it's it's coming crashing down quick. At least they don't have to worry about the Kraken. Coming up and uh, nipping at their heels. <laughs> yeah. Poor guys. I Anybody was... else surprised by uh, the the Kraken standings right now, given uh, their uh, their uh, draft picks? I know. <laughs> I mean, like, the whole expansion thing is set up in a way that they want them to do well, because historically, expansion teams have been, like, 1-13, in 13, like the Arizona Coyotes are right but now. But they can't all end up so, like Vegas Golden Knights and just go on a heater and go to the Stanley Cup in their first year? Like, <laughs> Obviously, that's a, like they, that's a fluke. But at the same time, they do want them to be somewhat successful. Like they got to fill the seats. Not that Seattle's having a problem. Their fans mm -hmm. seem awesome. Like the, the games that I've seen in that stadium, they look fired up, even though they've lost 10 games already. But yeah, yeah, and uh, their leading supposedly goal scorer, Jordan Eberle, started the season horribly, and now he's finally on a, a scoring yeah. streak. But, you know, they filled the holes in the goaltender situation, the defense, the, the defender situation, but it's just, 
I don't know. This is a type of team where the whole everyone has to work together because they're obviously not top heavy. Uh, the fourth line has to come through as much as the second and the third. So, yeah, we'll see where they go. Yep, and I think Edmonton and Anaheim are just going to continue to beat up on the rest of that division all year. Like it's it's going to be rough. Golden Knights and Flames will uh, hopefully hold their own, but man, the, that that's just a rough division. Mm -hmm. Like San Jose, I'm surprised they're doing as well as they are, but oof. Yeah, they should be just, embarrassed. The Canucks, the Canucks should be embarrassed that they are doing worse than the Sharks, considering all the bad just media and you know they said how that locker room was just toxic because of Vander Kane, and yet there's they still got you know what is it? Uh, yeah, this the the Sharks are only uh, what, like one one game less than the Canucks, and they're at seven wins. So obviously, obviously yep. they're on two. Kraken four-game losing streak. Canucks three-game losing streak. Sharks two-game losing streak. Flames three-game losing streak. This yeah, division sucks. and to be fair, uh, San Jose was one of those teams who were affected by COVID-19. Um, they had to call seven players up from yeah. the San Jose Barracuda from the AHL, and they were placed on October 30th. They literally just got released off uh, IR a couple days ago, and it was literally the top two lines. So, yeah. We'll see a big bounce back from them, I assume, but I don't know. We talk so highly of the, of them uh, when they face Toronto, right? And Eric Carlson looking like he was back in his prime, and it was looking so good for them. Leafs were garbage. Okay, they were. <laughs> that was an that was like the Leafs' worst showing of the season, even worse than the Pittsburgh <laughs> game. They're so bad. But you know what? It's it's Connor McDavid and uh, Leon Draisaitl's world, and they're just living in it, right? So yeah. Leon's got 28 points, 14 goals, 14 assists. Are you kidding me? You think they'll be moved from that top spot by the by the Ducks? Or is this just, <laughs> as I said, is this just their world, you know? McDavid and Drysdale's world and, and the rest of the Pacific Division is just living in it. Yeah, Troy Terry just takes over know. with Ryan Getzlav, finally becomes fantasy valuable again after so many years. <laughs> so. Okay, but like, if you're... If you're picking Leon Draisaitl and Connor McDavid, or Troy Terry and oh, I Ryan know, there's Getzlaff no comparison to top this <laughs> division yeah, off. Who is yeah. it going to be? Definitely, but <sighs> Troy Troy Terry, like no one saw him coming, and now he's shooting at a 33.3 percent shooting average. Like it's insanely high. It's obviously not going to stay, but yeah, one of those waiver wire picks that you would never think would pan out for the long run. Okay, we got a bit of time left. Central Division. Coyotes suck, not even worth talking about. 1 and 13. We did a whole segment on them last episode. They're awful. Oh, yeah. But, um, Matthews um, would love to move to that team, right? Like, yeah. when that contract's up. This is what I keep saying. just love to be there. Yeah, of course we're going to lose them. <laughs> if it still okay, exists Black in that Hawks. desert, if it doesn't get swallowed up by the sand, you know? <laughs> if they have a, an arena to play in by the time his contract's yeah. up. Uh Blackhawks fired their coach again. Uh, they're still, yeah, they're not going to be fighting back much this year. Three-game winning streak, though. Not bad. The Stars, though, are the ones I want to talk mm -hmm. about. What the hell? Stars and Avalanche are are uh, underperforming doesn't even begin to describe what's yeah. going on with them. Pavelski has not scored, like, at all. Rupens has barely scored at all. Their goaltending has been atrocious. McKinnon isn't scoring. Like, what, what's going on with these guys? 
the Wild and Jets and Predators and Blues should not be the top of the Central Division in any world. No one's picks were those mm-hmm. four teams. Look, I have no sympathy for the Dallas Stars because uh, uh, two years ago, uh, Miro Heiskanen and Joe Pavelski like royally screwed me over <laughs> in my fantasy. <laughs> Actually, probably not Heiskanen, but I just I, I never got enough for him. I, I tried putting him in so many trades to get like uh, someone to fix my my deficit because of how poorly Pavelski played. <laughs> so I was at a I've got him this year. Point in like you know you know fantasy hockey does things to you, right? You'll you you start to know the players a lot better than it's just a casual fan watching. Yeah. And you get to a point where you're like, you know, what? I'm going to go on this guy's Instagram and message him and be like, hey, figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, bud? Like, like what are you doing, bud? Like, <laughs> uh. have you have you guys seen the show The League, but the the fantasy football? I've not seen that now. Oh, highly recommend it. Uh, it was on a couple years ago on FX. There's seven seasons of it. It's starring uh, Nick Kroll from uh, the Kroll show and big mouth nice. and all that he's hilarious and it's about these these people that are all um fantasy football friends this is the only reason that they're still friends they grew up together whatever this is actually how i got into fantasy hockey but this is like a recurring thing is as the show got more popular they were able to get players to cameo in episodes so like one of them goes into a bathroom at a bar and one of the players is at the urinal and he's like hey you screwed me this week it's like Hey, I didn't screw you, man. I'm just playing. <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. You cost me this week. He's like, man, you better step up. So, like, they get beat up by players in bathrooms and in spas and things. And it's pretty nice. funny. I think I remember someone. I think it must, must have been a missing curfew where there's a story of, uh, uh, I think it was Kevin Shattenkirk, like a fan, a fan or someone who just casually bets on hockey uh, lost, like, their their life savings of 50 bucks or something and they, they like venmoed 50 bucks to kevin shattenkirk they're like yo like can you pay me my 50 bucks back because you you just and he did he That's i wish unreal. i knew what the episode it was but it, it's like it's the funniest story it's like as soon as i heard that i was like someone actually did someone like found like shattenkirk was like hey like i'm requesting like you know 50 dollars from you because you screwed me over thoughts <laughs> Oh, what a guy. This had to be when, when uh, Sh- Shattenkirk was on. Uh, again, uh, though, Lightning, like, it's... Oh, Remember right. those days? Forgot about those <laughs> days. Um, is McKinnon going to turn this around? Because, I mean, everybody's uh, pick for the Stanley Cup this year is the Colorado Avalanche, who are 6-5-1. and one. Well, he's out for three <laughs> weeks with lower body injury, so... Oh, lovely. This is what happens when I'm working. I don't get these updates. Yeah, Makara was out up until earlier this week. So I think things turn around. And Byram was out. Yeah, I just picked Devin him Taves up was out. And I think he just played his Taves, uh, right. first or second game this week. So the lineup's been spotty. Yeah. And um, just to close it off quick, the uh, the Metro Division, Islanders got to pull themselves out of the bottom, right? Yeah. Like, come on. It's the Islanders. It's got to happen. And, you know, all bets are on the Islanders. People were pulling for them the last couple of years. They just need to pull that defensive mindset forward and get some offense going. I know Anders Lee, uh, Johnny, you dropped him maybe a week or two ago, you said? And he yeah. was supposed to have a bounce back season. And what happened? I don't know. Like, this guy is not performing. That team sucks. <laughs> Goal, goals for 27. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How? How is that even possible? Only the Coyotes have less goals for than, than the Islanders do. Yeah. That's insane. 
Uh, can we just say that the Hurricanes uh, won that uh, trade with the Devils because uh, they are on the top right now? And uh, I would not expect that given that I just, you know, I fanboy over Dougie Hamilton. I would just assume that wherever Dougie Hamilton goes, he'd be, he'd be successful. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't think anyone expected that trade to go that way. But hey, fuck yeah. It. <laughs> it's working out. Um, so with that. We should wrap it up. Darty, where can they find you? Where can the people get you? Oh, they can find me at, oh, very simply, at Darty Broder. All right? If you can't spell it, it's Darty. So Dart with a Y and Broder. If you don't know who Broder is, then I'm sorry. I don't know why you're listening to this. So. Then you shouldn't follow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, once again, we are Leafs Late Night. You can catch us everywhere that you always do. We'll try to be a little more up to date for the next games, but we're working. So uh, tune in next time. Thanks again, Darty. Follow us on no Twitter problem. and Instagram at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. Coffee. So worth that $5. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>